Hodgepodge. I'm Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons. And uh, earlier in the show, we said we had a, a number of guests coming in. And so uh, true to that, our guest in this segment is Gloria Boyd. Yeah, from Radford City School Board Candidate. And we do want to appreciate you bringing that song in. You said that was the song that you were listening to on the way over in the car and it caught your attention. I appreciate you bringing that one in. I thought that was Keith's pick. <laughs> I don't know, but I've heard <laughs> yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you like it with the additional bass and stuff like that, or do you like the old tangy version? I, I, I appreciate the old version. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Mark? Uh, uh, I mean, this one's fun. Yeah. You know? I probably wouldn't listen to either one of them. That's not true. You just did. Well, all right. I was, you mean not forced? I had to, yeah. Okay. I was, I was so in your free here, time. I was captive. There was nothing I couldn't Yeah, your free do. time, you yeah, wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay. I hear you. So, Gloria, you reached out to us. Uh, somebody told you that uh, Jane Swing was on the show last week, and you, you, uh, you felt like uh, you wanted to come on the radio and kind of give us some of your insights uh, leading up to the election, which is coming up this, this week. Yeah, three days. TikTok. Yeah. So uh, exciting time for you, Gloria. And I know you've been working hard in this election process. Um, we, we, I don't know that we really had any planned questions for Jane, but uh, we'll try to keep it fairly consistent with what we were asking her in that uh, last, last radio show. Uh, Keith and I both have children in the Radford school systems, uh, and we both have uh, – Praises and concerns for the for the system. Um, so we're going to be active in. We'll be voters. Yeah. In this next uh, election. So Jane, uh, maybe you can just introduce yourself briefly. Give us a little bit of background on yourself and why well, you're why you're why you want to be in this. Election. I'll correct that, Glo- Gloria. Sorry, Gloria. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, Gloria. Yeah, you're so you're making sure you're being fair. You call yeah, that. that's right. Uh, Gloria, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you for having me. I really do trust you implicitly. <laughs> um, I'm Gloria Boyd. I'm a candidate for school board in Radford City, and um, I'm a lifelong resident of Radford. Raised my my three children were uh, graduates of Radford High School. I attended what was then Radford College and received a bachelor's degree in early childhood education, which endorsed me for pre-K through grade four. So I taught seven years in Pulaski County in K and one, um, and then I was able to finish my career in Radford City at McCarg um, for the last 20 years, and that was uh, grades one and two. So... um, 
family, children, education. I mean, my resume, Mm -hmm. I I even taught prepared childbirth classes for 11 years and preschool for four years. So uh, that's been my life. Yeah. Now, now you said that that you uh, uh, born and raised and children in the schools. Your children, do they still live in the area or do they outside of the area? They're outside the area. Outside of the area. Okay. So most people that get involved in these election processes are doing so because there's something that is concerning them uh, or they feel like they can add to the process. What's the story for you? The story for me is that I feel like parent voices have not been heard. That's that's what first um, – When you say that, what, what in particular are the parents saying that is not being – acknowledged or not being followed through on? Um, when they have concerns, you know, about, well, for example, I uh, um, I have concerns and, and parents uh, and teachers have expressed to me that uh, the behaviors in our school are, they're interfering with instructional integrity. Yeah. Um, and, and that to, that concerns me. To yeah. what do you attribute that? Why is student behavior not what it was 10, 20, 30 years ago? The base of that would be family, mm-hmm. you know. The, so, and, and I agree with you 100%, but what does the school board do? I mean, you, you can't affect the family, right? You cannot. So, so, you're, so how does a school board member cope with that? Um. I just I just want to listen. Mm-hmm. I want to listen and then be their voice, you know, when they see concerns. I think I think parents are reluctant to have that conversation, mm-hmm. you know. They um fear being rejected or being demeaned in some way and and I've actually seen that happen before in a meeting. Um so I I want to um I really do want to represent them. I don't. I don't have an agenda. I yeah. don't have children in Radford City Schools, but um, I have a heart for the children and families and teachers mm-hmm. in Radford City Schools. Is it a uh, in your kind of uh, broader picture? Is it? I mean, is it a, a sense of? Uh, lowered expectation? Is it just lowered acceptance? I mean, just things that society is just willing to put up with? Or is it, I mean, and it's okay to have an opinion on those things, because I think we all do, right? I mean, we don't want to sound like that person that has nothing good to say, right? And we do want to make sure that we say there's clearly some strengths and clearly some opportunities that could be captured day one, which that will be a question that we'll ask you. But from a, you know, a standpoint, um, I mean, are we in the process where uh, because it's lower standards and lower expect- expectations, those those drive uh, one way or is it, quite frankly, that our our citizens or our students may not just be equipped to handle all that. Maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they're not smart enough. I mean, I don't know. I'm asking from a just general someone who's been in the school system and now running for a, a position in authority within a school system. Do you believe that it's because of lower standards, or are they, the children just not equipped to learn? 
Well, I'll tell you this, and this is important to consider, 80 to 85% of brain development occurs by age three. Okay. So when we receive these children into the schools, they're coming to us from very different places developmentally. And all we can do is meet them where they are and try to help them reach reasonable goals. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look the same for every child. Sure. You know? But that doesn't mean they can't be successful uh, in their own to their own abilities and and uh, capacities. Sure. And so that's that's really important to keep in mind. Uh, we can't have the same outcomes for every person, but we can make sure they all find success in to the best of their abilities. Right. So it's not changing. It's not changing necessarily for the the maybe maybe I'm a little confused so is it changing in your opinion is it changing to when you say meet the student what kind of where they are does then the class adapt to the student or does the student adapt to the class does that make sense i, I know i know what you're saying keith and, yeah. and so um are we going to set standards that force students to ex- to push themselves to meet those standards? In other words, if you get 100% on your test, you get an A, or if you get 80, you get a B, or if you get 70, you get a C, and if you get 60, you get a, a D, and you get to take that class again next year. Um, or uh, Or are we trying to accommodate the child and sort of, I don't know, uh, make it look like they succeeded, but not actually getting them to that success. Oh, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, data has come out recently from the NAEP that indicates that our children have been falling behind for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not just COVID-related. It actually started before, but for sure, COVID put it in hyperdrive. Yeah, it, um, it exposed I, it. It did. Mm-hmm. And we, um, and, and it's not just Radford. Sure. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, recently the uh, new revised grading policy, um, to me, Radford's, Radford's motto is every excellence in education, every student, every day. That new grading policy to me looks like mediocrity in education yeah. uh, by lowering standards, yeah. by um, making sure no one gets a zero, that someone can write their name on a test paper and hand it to the teacher and get a 40%. <laughs> I, I don't think we're being fair to our students mm-hmm. because that's not the world they're going to go out into. So – does that come from the federal and state level? Oh, yeah. So, you better believe it okay. because that's why it's being implemented yeah. everywhere. So, you know? and, and that's kind of what I suspected. So as a school board member, you're going to if, – if you're listening to the parents and the parents are saying, we don't like this, um, and the state and federal level is saying, we don't really care what the parents have to say. This is what you're going to do or you're not going to get funding. The school board then has to make a decision. Are we going to listen to the parents or are we going to – Listen to the checkbook. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to say that your checkbook isn't important. <laughs> but I am going to say – I'm going to ask the questions. I'm yeah. going to say why are we doing this? 
uh, what happens if we don't do this? Um, because I think I think the public doesn't realize the strings that are attached to funding coming yeah, from the government. I, I mean, that's why our children were universally masked for mm-hmm, such a long time. Mm-hmm. It was attached to funding. Sure. So, um, you know, it, it, it'll be a difficult battle. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be easy. But um, I, I want it to be transparent. Mm-hmm. I want people to know what's going on, where is it's coming from, and uh, do we have options here? Yeah. So, so let's hit let's hit on on kind of maybe the hundred and eighty degree opposite of that. What's what's the opportunity to capture kind of maybe right out of the gates that says, you know, if you're going to, I'm going to use the term change director direction, which is why I said 180. Are we going, what's the opportunity that says, you know, within the first 10 days, 10 months, 10 years, whatever it is, that you can say we're pivoting towards this and it's this one maybe overarching thing that would be transparent and cause people to rally around it and then be able to put the foot in the ground and push towards that. What, what is that, that, that kind of rallying cry? Um, it's, it's letting parents know about their rights, for one thing. Mm-hmm. I think they don't understand how much voice they have. Um, there is actually a, a statute in, in the state of Virginia that says parent, a parent has a fundamental right to make decisions concerning the upbringing, education, and care of the parent's child. Mm-hmm. They have a voice if they'll use it. Yeah. Uh, there are even uh, opt-out forms if they, if they feel strongly enough that they can, you know, that are there for them. And to that point, uh, Keith and I were talking about this, and I believe it was a question that we asked in our last uh, show last week. Um, I know that when I send my daughter to school every day, I'm sending her to a worse place than she would be if she just stayed home. And and that, I know for a fact that when I went to school, that was not the case. Uh, and Keith, I don't think it was the case for you either. Yeah, but you mean as far as the educational the values, one, yeah, all that everything. kind of Everything, sure. da- danger, physical danger, emotional sure. danger, all of it. So, um, and again, I, I get it. The state is pulling strings and forcing you to some extent to to follow certain uh, guidelines and certain standards, but uh, again, the parents don't want that for their children. Parents want their kids to go to school, be surrounded by a healthy environment, and learn. And and uh, so, what are some of the things that you hope to be able to accomplish towards that goal? Um, currently, they have well, I, behaviors. Mm-hmm. Behaviors are a deterrent to everybody's learning mm-hmm. and success. I mean, that's just it. So there has to be um, um, there have to be consequences yeah. when choices are made that yeah. disrupt learning. You know, Thomas Sowell, who I think is like the smartest man in the world, said um, rules without consequences mm-hmm. aren't rules. They're just suggestions. Exactly. Yeah, we can't. We, we can't. We've got to stop making excuses. Sure, there's some of these kids who've come from a tough place. I know. Yeah. I saw them. I taught them. Mm-hmm. I know how that is. But we can't let that be an excuse. Um, you know, they say they're not using positive behavior intervention supports. Um, 
things that I have observed and heard from uh, parents and teachers indicate they are still using that, which basically means there are no consequences mm-hmm. for actions. And you actually reward a student for not doing this disruptive mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. We, we've turned things around. Um, students should uh, – correct behaviors should be what is uh, – endorsed. And um, there have to be consequences. I mean, there have to be. Yeah. You mentioned in the forum, you said uh, in-school suspension shouldn't be a place you want to go as a student. Do you have any ideas? Well, for one thing, they shouldn't have a phone available to Mm -hmm. them in that space at all. And there should be um, work to be done, you know. I think it may be viewed as a, a place for counseling these students. Um, teachers, for example, we're not trained to counsel. There is a lot. Um, there are social emotional learning programs being pushed out. Um, I've questioned Radford City Schools about that. It incorporated surveys that were supposed to be anonymous, but they really were not, Mm -hmm. uh, that I felt were invasive and should have had parental permission for any of that. Um, They no longer have a contract, as I understand it, with Panorama, which is one of the major companies of that. Let's, Let's make our schools safe and respectful and places where children are taught academics. Mm -hmm. Stay out of that... um, those agendas that are outside the bounds of of public education, in my opinion. And you know what? You brought up a good point. There are students who actually have voiced to their families that they're afraid in school. Yeah. You know, we have resource officers in our schools. Those resource officers should be used to the fullest capacity. Don't tie their hands. Um, You know, (laughs) that's life. Yeah. Life. We, We... they're going out into a world where there are laws, and when you break them, there are consequences. We're not doing them any favors by shielding them from that reality. So school board is not supposed to be partisan, uh, but there certainly is an underlying partisan uh, sort of undertow um, to the extent that sample ballots are being passed around and it's just party line voting, regardless of whether it's city council or school board. What do you say to – so as, as, a, as a parent, if I'm voting and I sort of – I know what side the candidate's on typically and, and maybe they represent me, maybe they don't. But if I'm, if I'm voting and maybe the candidate is not on my side, how do I know that they're still representing me? I think in this country we have a problem and it's probably developed and gotten worse in the last 20 years where it's, it's all or nothing now. If the, if the liberals are in power, they take their agenda and they just, you know, everyone else be damned. And if the, and if the conservatives are in office, everyone else be damned. How do we come to that common middle ground, which is, by the way, probably where most of our kids are? Yeah. Yeah. Um. All I know is this. Um, I have been endorsed by the Republican committee. Um, I am on their sample ballot, and I know that. But I actually announced that I was going to run for school board in March. 
a long time ago Mm -hmm. before anybody was endorsing anybody for anything. I came to that uh, realization that I felt called to do that early on. And when I shared that with my friends, everyone was very supportive. There was overwhelming support for me to run. Then the Republican, this is the way I view it, the Republican Party then came to me Mm -hmm. and said, we like your ideas. We like what you are, are, your message, and we want to endorse you, you know? I I was not going to turn down an endorsement, right? you know? So, um, so, I, so I, what do you say to, okay, it's, uh, I guess it's uh, the cat's out of the bag. The Republican uh, Party has endorsed you. What do you say to the Democrats, to the parent that has a child in the school system that is is looking at their options, how do you represent them? Um, I believe that the 20 years that I taught in Radford City Schools is a great representation. I had wonderful relationships with families from both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, um, it, it, we weren't even cognizant of which side of the aisle we represented. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, you know, I took good care of their children. Uh, I made um, good decisions, learning decisions for their children. I don't understand why that endorsement changes any of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, if if I guess the, the, the final touch on that would be, you know, if you've served, you know, willingly and with honor as a teacher, the ability to potentially be a candidate and then use those life lessons as a school board member, certainly a transfer. This election, once again, is just in a couple of days. And so we know that throughout the New River Valley, this is not a silo where it's just in Radford. It's happening everywhere, and all of the candidates are putting themselves out there. Uh, I, I mentioned last week, you know, willingly, uh, you you did not say, hey, listen, I can't wait to do this because I want to be the topic of conversation in people's homes. Uh, but yet you are. And so we appreciate the fact that you've put yourself out there and know that it's not easy. If individuals want to find more about you, how do they do that? Um, my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, includes a lot of posts. Um, and then I also have a private Facebook group um, that people can ask to join as well. Sure. But really, the information on both is, is about the same. Sure. All right. So that's Gloria Boyd. Uh, when you go to Facebook, any other – do you have a website or anything like that or it's all Facebook? Uh, right, yes. Okay. All right. Well, Gloria, good luck in the upcoming election. And uh, again, I'll, I'll reiterate Keith's sentiments. Thank you for uh, putting yourself out there. Yep, absolutely. All right. That's it. I Thank think you. everybody enjoy your weekend. You've been listening to AM Hodgepodge.